At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Well, tonight as we're talking about the presence of the Spirit, about the Spirit of Truth, that's our series that we've been on, I just want to kind of partake of what, man, what we just experienced right there, and I'm, I'm, I'm I'm going to talk just a little bit about how he operates. Last week we talked about the different characteristics of the, of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit of Truth. And I want to read that, those couple of verses again in the Amplified, found in John chapter 14, and it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he will give you another comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and a standby, that he may remain with you forever. Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome, take to its heart, because it does not see him or know him and recognize him, but you know, you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. He wasn't in them yet, again, like he was in Adam and Eve. But after the cross, after the resurrection and the ascension upon high, Spirit of God came back to live inside of people. So on this side of the cross, we can say we're already there. Amen? He lives in us. So we know, we know and recognize him for he lives with us constantly, but he's in us. And tonight, I I, want to do something a little bit different in how I'm going to minister this, kind of the direction. We took each of those characteristics of the spirit of truth last week and we defined those and we went through those and how they operate and and if you weren't here last Wednesday it'd be good for you to go back and listen to that message it'll it'll it will bless you it'll give you um, some awareness of how ever present that he is with us in so many different ways in um, Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 I want to read three verses of scripture here and then I want to I want to give you some things that I feel like will help us even as 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 we were in worship as they started playing that song um, I just kept thinking about the, the the being aware of his presence and there was just something when we all gathered up here, there was something about the strength of that presence as we gathered together, just for that moment. I mean, the strength of His presence is always here. He's with us at all times. But I want to look at how these characteristics are available for us, the characteristics of the Spirit of Truth that we just mentioned here in these verses, and how available that those characteristics are in our lives, how available that they are. And there's reasons why, and I'm going to give you those reasons tonight. Um, Romans 8 and 14. 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself, the Spirit is not an it or a thing, the Spirit of God is a Him. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. The Spirit of God is ever actively bearing witness with our spirit that we're children of God. We were created in the image of God. We were made like God. We're not made like the angels or the animals or anybody else. We were made like God. We were created in His image. God is spirit, and so are we. We live in these bodies. We have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. But the life of us is our spirit. And we are spirit just like God is spirit. We were made in His image. And that spirit of God reveals to our spirit that we're children of God when the enemy's trying to convince you that, you know, you're nothing but a loser, or you're nothing but a whatever. No, I'm a child of the living God, and I'm alive and well. On the, that, that's alive and well on the inside of me. So tonight, just, just in the next few minutes, follow with me the way that I'm going to define those seven characteristics that the Amplified gives. There's many more of those characteristics, but I, I feel like those seven that the Amplified defined what the Spirit of God is, I feel like, I feel like the, the, the one of the seven that truly um, characterizes the Spirit of God in the greatest way is that He's the helper to us. And we'll see that as we look at these verses. But the first thing that I want you to realize about the Spirit of God, and I'm going to give you Scripture to back all of this up, the first thing I want you to realize is that the Spirit of God is eternal. Spirit of God is eternal. No beginning, no end. That's who lives inside of you and I. No beginning and no end. I said no beginning and no end. Eternal. That means He just always was. He always is, and He always will be. Glory to God. Huh? Hebrews 9 and 14 says this, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. This eternal spirit has been given to us. What did Jesus say? I'm going to give you another comforter. I'm the first one. Another counselor. Another helper. Another advocate. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you another one that is going to be there for you eternally because he is eternal not because he will be eternal he is eternal no beginning and no end and what is he here to do he's here to help us get rid of all the trash in our soul that's the problem 
why we can't overcome in life. There lies the problem, and the eternal spirit was given to us to empower us to be able to overcome. What's eternal? No beginning and no end. And he lives in me. Can you say amen? The second thing that this great spirit is, uh, that, that, that sounds kind of weak to call him a great spirit. <laughs> like, like there's some other great spirit. No, there's only one spirit. <laughs> amen? And, and he's not just great. Um, he's beyond great. Right? He's beyond fantastic. He's beyond magnificent. He's, he's beyond, beyond, beyond. And what he also is, the Scripture tells us, is that he is omni- omniscient. And to be omniscient, literally, he knows all. The omni part of that word, meaning all, and the verb there is the word in, in, in the Greek, S-C-I-R-E, meaning to know. To know all. He knows everything about everything. That's why when you hear me say that all the time, that's where it comes from. Because of this omniscient God that knows everything about everything. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said. He'll teach you about everything. Let's go back and look at that definition again of, of omniscient. Literally, uh, the omniscient God knows everything about everything, and the omni word means all, right? And the, the verb part of that, S-C-I-R-E, meaning to know. He knows everything about everything. So, this spirit that lives inside of us is an eternal spirit. No beginning and no end. But he's an omniscient spirit that knows everything about everything. And he lives inside of us. Just close your eyes for a minute and just put your hand kind of in your center part of you. Sometimes I'll do that and I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I can feel him kicking. And I'm not saying that in a joking way. I'm saying that in a real way. He's real. He's inside of you. No beginning and no end knows everything about everything, and He lives inside of you. Mm. He knows everything about everything. I'm going to read that John 14, 26 one more time. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you about some of the important things of the day. He'll teach you about everything. Because he knows everything about everything. 
and bring to your remembrance everything you need when you need it. Well, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Get rid of that. Father, thank you. I don't understand how this is going to work out, but I know you know everything about everything, and I thank you. As I'm tapping into you, as I'm becoming more aware of your presence and your spirit, I thank you for revealing to me who you are. And Father, I want to hear your voice and know how to do what I need to do and how I need to accomplish. A number of years back, my wife and I, as we were talking one day, we were, aware, we were made aware of the word can't. And we challenged ourselves to get rid of the word can't. Never say, I can't. Ever. Wow. That was hard. I didn't realize how many times I would say that. It was a number of years back. And to this day, every once in a while, something will come up. And that, and that word will kind of halfway get out of my mouth and I'm doing this. I don't say I can't. I can do all things through, hmm, through the omniscient God, the eternal God that has no beginning and no end and knows everything about everything, and He's in me and He's here, what's His job to do? Reveal everything to me. So what is it that you can't do? If He lives inside of you and you can't do something, it's because you're not going to Him, me, you, anybody. And we have to learn how to do that. It's vital. It's vital that we live that way and we, we, we look at life like that. That's why he put us here to, he put us here as spirit beings to be connected to him. So to live here, being born again, a spirit being that is in operation and not be connected to the life source... It won't work. That's why Christianity doesn't work for a lot of people. It doesn't work. You, you, you can't handle the attacks. Just, I'm taking a break from this just for a second and say this. You, you, you can't handle the spiritual attacks that come from a spirit-fallen being that's still in the spirit realm. You can't handle his attacks against you when you're not operating in the Spirit. He'll beat you every single time. And I mean, twice on Sundays, He'll beat you up. We have to operate in the things of the Spirit. Because the devil is defeated. He's defeated. Son of God was manifested to do one thing, destroy the works of the devil and bring you and I back to our rightful place that God had created us to live and operate in. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. He's given authority in the earth to the sons of men and women. But if we don't know these things and we don't 
yield to the voice of the Spirit and operate in spiritual things, be beat up all the time. That's why it's easier to not live a Christian life. It's easier to not live a Christian life if you're not going to live by the Spirit of God. Because you don't, you don't experience the rewards because you miss what God's trying to get over to you. Because you're constantly paying attention to what this other guy out here is doing that has actually no power, but his only effectiveness is deception. Making you believe that what you see with your eyes, what you hear with your ears, how things appear to be in the natural are more real than what God says. And he works overtime, and I promise you, I promise you, he is faithful at what he's called to do. Because all he's doing is just kind of sitting there, you know. He's flying around, but he's like, I, I picture him like kind of in a, you know, in a wheelchair. He has no power, he has no strength, he has no ability, he can't do anything except this. And he works overtime, and yet, the Bible, what does the Bible tell us to do with him? Give him no place. No place. But we've got to talk about him. We've got to talk about him and, and his lies because so much of the church for such a long time did not learn how to tap into the things of the Spirit and be aware of the voice of the Spirit. I know that's changing. Can you say amen? 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 Just put your hand on yourself and say, it's changing in me. Amen? We're, we're, we are world changers by connecting to the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and not giving in to the ways of our flesh. Plain and simple. The third thing that He is, is He's omnipotent. Defining omnipotent is almighty an unlimited authority. The Holy Spirit is almighty. He's the third part of the triune being. He's almighty and has unlimited authority. There's no limit to what His authority can produce and accomplish. Unlimited authority. Romans 8 and verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. The same authority that raised Christ from the dead is the same authority that lives on the inside of me that if I allow Him to, if I submit to Him in His ways, there's not anything He can't do and accomplish in me, in and through me. He's an eternal spirit. He's an omniscient spirit. He's an omnipotent spirit who is almighty and has unlimited authority and power to operate in. There's no limit. So nothing will ever be able to overcome him 
because of his authority and who he is. We're talking just about the Spirit of God that lives in us. That's who we're talking about tonight. There's not anything that he can't do. There's not anything that he doesn't know. And there's no power that can overtake who he is. And he lives in moi. Amen? He lives in me. How about you? And that's the God that we serve and that we live in and with every day of our life. That's why, as the song was being sung tonight, Lord, we want to be more aware of who you are and your presence and what you're doing for us, but what you're doing through us. We want to know that. And the fourth thing is, he's the omnipresent God. Omnipresent, defined as present in all places at all times. He's present in all places at all times, and I want to say it like this, and so before you get there, he's already there. So you don't ever have to be in the wrong place at the wrong time if you got directions from him about where you're going. If God told you you need to buy your ticket to Israel in the next couple of weeks to fly there for a specific purpose and you knew you heard from God, that's the safest place you could be. I'm just using that as an example with all the stuff going on there. People who well, well, you know, we've got to cancel that trip and not do this and that and whatever. No, no, no. We do what God says. If He needs you there for whatever purpose and reason, you're protected. Why? The angels of God encamp around about you and protect you. But the thing that the angels don't do, the thing that the angels do is they heed the voice of the Word of God. See? If you come up with an idea about doing something and try to get the angels to protect you in your plan, eh. one place you don't want to be is where God doesn't want you. One thing we say over ourselves and our family all the time over this church body, that we're all in the right place at the right time. Never in the wrong place at the wrong time, always in the right place at the right time. Why? Because we hear the voice of the Spirit. Always. Hebrews 13.8 says this. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Woo! He was there then. He's here now. He'll be there then. He'll be there in the future like when you walk out of here this evening. Tomorrow, the next day, and the next. He's already there. He doesn't create a new day at 11.58. He already created it. I don't know how that's true, but he's already in tomorrow. That's why he said in Matthew 6, he said, take no thought for tomorrow. Tomorrow has its cares and 
things of its own. You don't need to live up there. I'm there, and I'll, the same way I'm helping you today, I'll help you tomorrow. You don't have to be worried and fretful about tomorrow. Why? Because he's this omnipresent God that is at all places at all times. <laughs> all places at all times. This omnipresent God. And all the places that he is, he's almighty with unlimited power. Hmm? And with that unlimited power that he's at at all places, at all times, he knows everything about everything. Hmm. And because he's eternal, there'll never be a time when he's not more than enough in every situation. That's the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. We're just talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. We're just talking about the person of the Holy Spirit that lives in you and I. Where, where, where is Father? Well, Father's omnipresent also. But Father resides on the throne. Where is the Son? Jesus, the risen Savior, He's at the right hand of the Father, but so are we. Yet, here I am right now, but I'm at the right hand of the Father too, because that's where we are seated with Him. And in the spiritual realm, when you know that's where you're at, you, you, you kind of see yourself there on a daily basis. I don't know about you, but I'm reminded of that all the time. I'll be doing something or something come up or just some... Thing, trying to stir something up. No, 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 I'm, that, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm at the right hand of the Father and the Spirit of God inside of me who, had, who is all of everything that we're talking about tonight. Why would I worry or fret over anything in life when I've got all this at my disposal? I just have to utilize it. You know what you, you, know what you have to be delivered of to experience what He's given us, you can't operate, and these kind of all go together, but you can't operate in self-pity, can't operate in that, because that'll talk you out of it. You want, you, self-pity really just wants affirmation from other people, you know, about how bad something is or how bad things are going. You have to get delivered of that so that God can comfort you, right? So that He can build you up. He can help you. He can strengthen you. He can help you overcome situations. All the stuff that He is can't be done through Him if you choose to hold on to ways of the past. And self-pity is a killer. A victim mentality is a killer. From you being on the receiving end of all the Spirit of God has for you, He's already done for you. What Jesus did for you and now what the Holy Spirit is here to reveal to you, to teach you, to show you. And I'm telling you, what He teaches you and He shows you, it'll deliver you from things like self-pity, a victim mentality. But those are those are... They try to rob us of what God has for us right now. So, 
this is the message that God told me to bring you today. And so I want to end with looking at those seven characteristics and just attaching to each of those characteristics this, the omni of God, the different omnis of God. Verse, just verse 16 of John 14 <clears throat> in the Amplified says, And I will ask, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and He will give you another comforter. And the the Amplified defines, when you look at this in the Greek, it's defined in the same way as a a number of other uh, characteristics that are attached to it also. But when you look at the word comforter here, we're going to focus on these seven. He said, I will give you another comforter. I'll give you another counselor. I'll give you another one that helps you. I'll give you one that is an intercessor that ever lives to make intercession on your behalf. I'll give you an advocate, a strengthener, and one who stands by you will never leave you. That he may remain with you forever. And so I just want to look at these seven just for a moment. And how the different omnis are attached to these as a comforter. He's omnipresent. He's omnipresent. Everywhere you go, everything that you do, when you ever need comfort, He's there. He's available. You know, if, if, a, if a person just in the natural is going through a difficult time, you, you, you know that The Bible tells us that we are all called to help one another, to be friends to one another, to be there for one another. What's difficult about this twist right here is that, I'm I'm just going to take myself, see, if I need you comforting me all the time, then I'm not getting comfort from him and I'm not comforting others. See, I'm called to comfort, right? But when you look at it from like from the from a the different kind of perspective of if I'm looking for comfort in all these different places with different people. And I'm not developing an understanding of how God comforts you. You won't know how He comforts you. And you won't know when you're actually being comforted by God because you're looking for something, you're looking for some skin to comfort you. And I've needed comfort in the natural at different times in my 46 years of being saved. I mean, I've needed a lot of comfort at different times. But I don't want to be a person that stays dependent on having to be comforted because my my omnipresent God who lives inside of me wants to comfort me. And now, if somebody asks me, how does the Holy Spirit comfort you? I can tell you. I can tell you. 
You want me to tell you? I mean, I can tell you, I, I believe many of you can tell someone else how the Holy Spirit is the comforter in your life. And there's two ways that I've learned to receive comfort from the comforter. Because the verse of Scripture we read last week out of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, that He's the comforter to comfort us so we can comfort others, right? And the way God has comforted me where I don't, I'm not looking for it from someone else. You know, sometimes somebody will come and comfort you when you've had a hard day. You weren't even looking for it. That's just gravy. Because sometimes when God is comforting you, you still got some residue in the flesh and hanging on you, and you're getting rid of that. And sometimes God will send somebody your way to bring that comfort. I mean, the way I'm talking about this needs to be talked about. Because we've got to learn how to grow up. And one, one of the first ways that I experienced comfort from the Holy Spirit was the Word of God that I had spoken out of my mouth for many years. I was in a situation where as I was dealing with something that was disrupting me and, and disturbing me, that word came back to me, and it came back to me as I was speaking it. So I was declaring something out of my mouth, and when I declared it, the word I was speaking was God speaking it to me. And it brought this like, like, this, like this rush of this just knowing. And all of a sudden, it was like, wow, I was able to cast that thing off. I can remember, even to this day, the first time I remember that happening like that. But it was, the, it was, it was word that was a part of my life. Because when we teach around here about building a daily routine, and I, I re, I'm repeating myself, I've said this many times, you're not building a daily routine in confession of the Word of God to change your present circumstances necessarily right this minute. You're doing that to change the way you think. So when this situation arose and it really gripped my heart and I felt whatever I was troubled about it, and, and that morning I was speaking the Word, as I was speaking the Word, it just like jumped at me. I'm speaking what the Word of God says. God's saying, Bert, I'm saying that to you. I've got this. It's all good. Settle down. You can rest. I mean, whatever, whatever it was that he was saying, he was saying that through a verse of Scripture that I was speaking. And it brought this comfort. And the Holy Spirit inside of me was saying... Receive it. It's done. And for many years of my born-again walk, in the first 10 or 12 or 15 years, I never knew how. I, I read this passage, heard it preached to me. My pastor preached it, different ones. And I, and I knew it. I knew that. 
but I'd never actually experienced that kind of comfort because when, when, when tough things happened, you know, I'd go to my wife and have to talk it all through, and, you know, to be encouraged and this and that and all this kind of thing. And, I, and it was like, wow, I don't have to do that. I mean, it doesn't mean we can't communicate about things and talk about things, but I don't have to get everything that I need from her. I can get it from him. I mean, she'd given me all kinds of great things because she's got the Holy Ghost in her, right? And you've got the Holy Ghost in you, and he wants you to comfort people that need to be comforted when it's time for them to be comforted. So you're, you're living your life comforting because you're being comforted by the comforter. That's all I'll say about that. Counselor. He's omniscient, all-knowing, knows everything about him. <laughs> well, I could talk about this one for a while. Hmm? Everybody needs counsel, right? And you are called to help counsel people. But if you need to be counseled for the rest of your life by other people, it's because you're not getting the real counsel from the Holy Ghost. And in the same way that the comforter comforted me, same way that counsel has come to me by the Holy Spirit. And when you're getting counseled by the Holy Ghost, you've got counsel and words and revelation and understanding to give to other people. And they need it. People need it. Everybody needs it. Everybody, every, myself, all of us have had to have people help us and counsel us and, and instruct us and, and encourage us through things and all those kind of things. We need that. I'm just telling you right now, there's nothing like being counseled and encouraged and directed by the one that knows everything about everything. Nothing like it. And people say, well, you know, like, do you hear God with an audible voice? No, never have. Never. I mean, one time, one time, I believe that I heard God speak to me, and it was like it was so loud, it was, I felt like it was almost audible. One time in 46 years. But there's a still small voice, because who's talking inside of you if you allow him to talk? Holy Spirit will not push his way and make you do things in, in life. No, but he'll help you do things if you'll learn to listen to that voice. There's a still small voice inside of us. And he's always talking and he's got great counsel because he knows everything about everything. That's who we need. The helper, he's kind of twofold. He's omnipotent and omniscient. The helper is. <clears throat> and you and I need help. I've said this before, greatest revelation you will ever get, one of the greatest in your life, is that you need help. Number one, you've got to admit you need help. Ah, I got this. I got it. Okay? Take it. But the help that comes from the helper, again... And I'm making this point with each one of these characteristics. The help that comes from the helper, when you learn to get help from the helper, then he empowers you to help others. But 40 years into your walk with God, 
you're still needing everybody and their dog to help you. It's because you're not getting help from the helper. Real simple, real basic, but I'm telling you it's the absolute truth. Absolute truth. The intercessor that he is, that the Holy Spirit is, is the eternal intercessor. No beginning, no end. He ever lives to make intercession for you and I. When you connect with the intercessor and you realize he loves you so much that he's praying for you always, then you know what it causes you to do? Want to pray for other people. Because you know he's praying for you. And I, I mean, you know, it's, I, I, I love it when I hear people say, Pastor, I'm praying for you. I mean, I love that. But to have the revelation that he prays for me and he really does, whoa. Hmm? Whoa. So if he's praying for me, what can happen to me if he's praying for me? Then I can be busy praying for other people. And there's all kinds of distractions. The enemy works, like we said, overtime. The, the, the Bible says, give the devil no place, but don't be unaware of the devil's devices. Right? So he's constantly working overtime to keep things stirred up and you focused over here and off here and re don't, don't remember these type of things right here, right? But at the end of the day, he's defeated and the intercessor lives in me and the intercessor is eternal. So there's no time ever where he's going to catch Jesus off guard, where he's going to catch the Holy Spirit off guard. The Holy Spirit's on guard 24-7 all the time and he's got our backs as we're reading through all of these. He's our advocate. He's omnipotent and omniscient as our advocate. We have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous, the one that stood in for us. Another word for, for advocate would be like your attorney, one that speaks up for you. And his words for you and I, no matter what we've ever done in life, his words that are spoken over us is not guilty. Amen. Right? We're not guilty because of the blood of Jesus, because of the choice that Jesus made. We are not guilty, so that means we're not disqualified in life. Hmm? I'm not guilty and I'm qualified to do what God said. And the more you tap into him as who he is in these characteristics that we're talking about, the more you even look like you're qualified because you're embracing and receiving everything from him. He's the strengthener, omnipotent. omnipotent. He's the strengthener in your life. He said when, when we're weak, he's strong. But you know what? When you're strong, he's strong. So he's always strong. <laughs> he's never weak. So there'll never be a time, no matter how weak you get, there'll never be a time when he's not strong. He is the strengthener because he's strong all the time. So no matter how we feel in life, he's there to strengthen you and I. We're strong in the Lord in the power of his might and ability. That's where we're strong. Amen? So, 
again, as an advocate, an intercessor, now a strengthener. He wants you to receive strength from him so you can help other people be strong. Because I don't know about you, but out there right now, there's a lot of weak people. I mean weak. In fear. I mean tormented, overcome with everything that's going on on planet Earth. Right? They're weak. So they need somebody that's strong. And you know what? They're not going to tap into a relationship with Jesus except through you and me. That's the way God set it up. Somebody says, well, you know, God can do anything, do anything he wants. I'm not keeping God from doing it. I'm just telling you what he said. He, he gave authority in the earth to us. It's his. The earth is his. But he gave the authority to us. And for people to get born again, we've got to do it his way. We've got to do it with his strength. We've got to do it by his spirit, Right? But if we do it his way, then people get born again and they get saved and they get turned around. And when they're weak, we can help them become strong in his strength and power and ability. See, when you're a disciple of Jesus, then you make disciples of Jesus, not disciples of you. And the last one is, he's our standby. Omnipresent and eternal. Always standing with us. Man. How many stories have you ever heard or how many stories do you have of people that let you down? People that were there for you for a while and then they weren't there for you. No. Not this standby. He's eternal. He was with you before you were. (laughs) He's with you today. And he'll be with you forever. Some people might say, well, he'll he'll be with me even after I'm gone. Well, you're not gone. You're with him. Amen? We're spirit beings. We're living with him forever and ever and ever. And he's with us before. He's with us now. He's with us forever and ever. Right? And he stands by us closer than anything or anybody ever that will stand with you in life. People will let you down. He'll never let you down. He'll always be there for you. Can you say amen tonight? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.